Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club, a Rhode Island based club of passionate birders like you. Become a member and check out the fall edition of our newsletter. Find us on Facebook and at OceanStateBirdClub.org. Good morning and welcome to our show, number 812. Last week we started the show with a story related to the unlikely topic of baseball. It was about the Cleveland Indians dropping that understandably controversial nickname and possibly renaming themselves the Crows, while also parting ways with their controversial mascot Chief Wahoo, whom you heard mistakenly referred to here as Chief Yahoo. Thanks uh, for the correction, Patrick. So this week, equal time for... Yes, football, but this time in connection with this week's conservation salute to an NFL franchise. More about that in a couple of minutes. Meanwhile, if you're not able to take part in a Christmas bird count this year because your club canceled theirs due to the pandemic or for any other reason, here's a reminder that you can still get involved in some fun bird counting while contributing to science and bird conservation by joining the great Backyard Bird Count and or Project Feeder Watch. They're both terrific citizen science projects with social distancing built in and no need for travel. For full info on the great backyard bird count, just go to birdcount.org. That's birdcount.org. And for Project Feeder Watch, it's feederwatch.org. One word in both cases. That's feederwatch.org. And that's a bird that uh, lots of us are looking for at our feeders this year and actually seeing them. A lot of them coming down into the lower 48 from up north this year. And it's serving as today's mystery bird. This is a preview of our mystery bird contest in just a bit. Our bird is pretty small, about four inches long. The top of its head is black. Its back is gray. Its underparts are reddish. It has a white eyebrow with a black stripe through the eye. Our bird, which breeds across Canada, New England, and much of the American West, and winters over almost all of the U.S., especially this year, climbs down trunks headfirst, generally, searching for insects. And in fall and winter, it feasts on conifer seeds, including those cached earlier in the year. Uh, That's the sound, and some clues, and our prize is uh, perfect for this bird, and lots of other small birds. It's the one called the cute chickadee feeder from Droll Yankees, makers of the world's best bird feeders. This feeder even lets you manage the size of visiting birds with its height-adjustable dome, holds sunflower seed, mixed seed, fruit, or mealworms, a big cup full. It's the cute Chickadee Feeder from Droll Yankees here on our Mystery Bird Contest, which we'll conduct here in just a little bit. So that conservation salute of the week, it goes to a National Football League team, the one that beat our hometown New England Patriots on December 20th. 
That would be the Miami Dolphins. And we're saluting them because of the environmentally friendly things they're doing. We must admit to learning well after the fact about this, but better late than never, we hope. The Dolphins have committed to phasing out the use of single-use plastics in their stadium, eliminating more than a half million plastic cups every year, opting instead for recycled, highly recyclable, and reusable aluminum cups. They're also reducing food waste by using biodigesters and by composting and by recovering kitchen oil to make biofuel while sourcing products from local farms and donating excess food to local missions. And, among still a bunch of other things, ending the use of plastic straws. It may not be quite enough to cause us New Englanders to root for the fish on the field, but way to go, Miami Dolphins, recipients of this week's Talking Birds Conservation Salute. And yes, we do know that dolphins aren't fish. Here's another salute to some Talking Birds ambassadors. They are Talking Birds listeners who have stepped up and decided to help us spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. What we do is uh, send out little packets of cards to ambassadors, and they hand them out at their leisure to friends and neighbors and fellow birders uh, or drop them off at various places, as you'll hear in a moment. And thank you so much to E.J. Remsen from Pasadena, California. Thank you, E.J., for becoming an ambassador. And thanks for the kind comments. And thank you to Pat- Patricia Mulhern from just down the road from us here in South Yarmouth, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Thank you very much, Patricia. And thanks to Jessica Allen from Palmyra, Pennsylvania. She says, I'll be sure to share on my website and social media, as well as placing cards in my local public library and nature centers. That's so cool. Thank you, Jessica. By the way, Jessica's website is really beautiful. We've taken a look at it and recommended it. It's cattailsandcobwebs.com. That's cattailsandcobwebs.com. So, Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll step up. Become a Talking Birds ambassador. It's really easy to do and very easy to sign up for. Just go to our website, talkingbirds.com, and click on the Get Involved tab at the top of the page. We have a special message this morning, speaking of the local area, for Talking Birds listeners in the Boston area, Boston, Massachusetts. Talking Birds listeners in the Boston area. Coming soon, our show will be on a new radio station affiliate in Boston, joining our family, and we'd like to invite you to make note of it. Coming soon, we'll be airing our show on the legendary WMEX 1510 AM in Boston. That's WMEX 1510 AM. Soon to be a new home for Talking Birds in the great city of Boston. In case you missed that, it's WMEX 1510 AM in Boston. Still to come on our show today, we'll connect with uh, Durban, South Africa, or nearby when we welcome a guest from a group there called The Birding Life. We'll learn about their good work and a bit about the amazing birds of South Africa and Southern Africa. Plus, Mr. Mike O'Connor from Cape Cod's famous Birdwatchers General Store 
will regale us with some thoughts about native plants and why they are so important in our yards. That's in this morning's Let's Ask Mike live segment. And up next, we'll reconnect with the Butcher Watchman, appearing as today's featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. This is a shrike. Whoa! And this is a shrike. Yeah, the first was a missile, and the second was a machine gun. And they're both named after a songbird. Kind of weird, huh? Well, maybe not so weird when you consider that this songbird is a pretty lethal weapon. It's the northern shrike. Like its slightly smaller cousin from the south, the loggerhead shrike, the northern shrike is known to sometimes impale its victims, like insects, small mammals, and birds, on a thorn or a spike of barbed wire. But it's not doing this to be cruel. It's just that unlike hawks and owls, the northern shrike doesn't have sharp talons and strong feet to tear apart its prey. So when it captures something large, it has to immobilize it so it can take it apart with its sharp hooked bill. The northern shrike is a winter visitor to New England and closely resembles the northern mockingbird except that it's stockier, has a bigger head, and that hooked beak, and appropriately, perhaps, a black mask. Like the mockingbird, it's a mimic, and it sometimes uses that skill to lure in potential bird victims as it patiently surveys the landscape from a usually exposed perch. You might think the northern shrike would have a kind of scary sound, and you'd be right. Our friend's Latin name, by the way, Lanius Exubitor, translates into English as Butcher Watchman. The Northern Shrike, today's Talkin' Birds featured feathered friend. Disclaimer, generic sound effects were used to represent the Shrike missile and the Shrike machine gun. Welcome again to our show, number 812, our website. Hope you'll take a visit there. Make a visit at TalkingBirds.com. We connect now to somewhere near Durban, South Africa, and Adam Cruikshank is there to join us from The Birding Life and BirdingLife.com. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Ray. It's good to be on the show. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, it's our pleasure indeed. Wonderful to have you. And uh, I meant to write down the the town you're in here because I learned how to pronounce it, but I don't have it written down. So maybe you could tell us that location. So I stay in a little town that's south of Durban called Mamzentoti, and it's on the a little area called um, Sapphire Coast, which is on the upper KwaZulu-Natal south coast. All right, Mamzentoti. Did I get it right? Yes. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay. So tell us, uh, Adam, about the birding life, how it came about, maybe some of your goals associated with it. So the birding life was one of the results of lockdown in South Africa. We had a stage five lockdown, which meant mm. like a lot of the world, we were locked at home. And I had had this dream for quite a while of, of just connecting with some of the best birders and finding out their stories. I've always been fascinated by the stories of people. And I think a lot of the platforms that that they are out there, 
they are a lot on the birds where we wanted to find out the stories of people. Mm-hmm. And I basically sent some emails out to some of the best birders in South Africa. And quite surprisingly, a lot of them agreed to come on the show. And the surprising <laughs> thing is we have about 850 recorded species in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the first birding podcasts in South Africa, which is quite surprising with the amount of species that we have. So we started the podcast in March. Um, the funny thing is when I first recorded, I used to use these little earphones from my Huawei <laughs> cell phone. And I thought I was like the most awesome podcast on planet Earth. And I got in my car the one day and I realized, oh my word, the sound is absolutely terrible. So eventually I managed to save a little bit of money, get some get a get a get a better uh, microphone and still recording my still recording my my sitting room but yeah we've just been able to you know interview some amazing birders from south africa also some american birders and it's been an exciting really exciting journey and from that there what's happened is we've also later on launched a website where we've we've really tried to write material that allows people to access the world of birding so we're doing a lot of articles now um, aimed at newer birders, helping them get into the world of birding because I think the same as in the States, I think a lot of people have have found birding, you know, sitting at their homes and seeing the birds that start arriving in their gardens. Mm-hmm. And we've also just launched a YouTube channel. So it's really been exciting. We've got a, a small team that runs the platform. And I think our heart and passion behind this has always been um, at the foremost is conservation. You know, it's not about trying to make lots of money in that i really believe that yeah money is money is great we need money to live Mm -hmm. but in the long run you know it's about leaving a legacy it's about doing something that we hope in the long run is actually going to make it's going to make a difference in the long run and that's why we've we for me the the most exciting parts of this platform has been the the stories that we've been able to highlight the people the people that we've been able to connect with i mean last week we had two young birders called justin ponder and uh, mark haystack who managed to find a rare bird in South Africa, and I think it's you, it's, you see it in the in, in the US, a buff buff breasted sandpiper, mm-hmm. and these young birds, I think 15 years old, managed to find this um, this buff breasted sandpiper, and we were able to feature this story on our on our podcast, and that for me is the exciting part, and we were able to highlight conservation projects around southern ground hornbills, southern banded snake eagles, and just you know just connect people with the world of birding. So it's been an exciting journey. And a lot of really great stories. I think the greatest, one of my favorite stories we've had was a youngster got hold of us from a little place called Rustenburg, which is a small, small little town. I don't know what you'd equate to it in the US, but it's a small town. And this youngster got hold of me and he said, there's no one else who birds in his, at his age of birds in his town. And he said, he, you know, he's, he's been listening to the podcast throughout its existence. And it's literally kept the fire burning, uh, fire um, burning within him to keep going and, and birding. Mm-hmm. And he, he said during his exam season, we were doing all his exams at school, all these big tests. He'd go to school in the morning and he got there earlier than everybody else, put his earphones on and listened to the podcast. It just helped him calm down. And <laughs> there's been so many great stories. So that's in a nutshell what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of youth, you have the birding life youth podcast right as well as the birding life podcast yeah so that's been exciting we what we found in south africa is is there are a lot of younger birders which are birding but you know i don't think a lot of them are not connected to bird clubs and that kind of thing so we've tried to look for ways to connect them and hopefully in the long run to connect them to two bird clubs so we started a youth birding podcast that's hosted by one of the other guys on our team um, chris flannery and we've had some really amazing birders not just from south africa but some u.s birders on the show um mm-hmm. we had a birder from australia on the show recently now and it's it's been really exciting and and launching early next year 
we are going to be launching a Zulu birding podcast, which is one of our native languages in South Africa. And I think this will be one of the first nature-related Zulu podcasts, Zulu-type shows. And we're really hoping that we're going to be able to connect a lot with the Zulu birding community through uh, the Zulu community through that to make birding accessible even to the Zulus in our area. Mm-hmm. Wow, fantastic. So three podcasts you will have there. You have quite a, a life list yourself, uh, Adam, uh, among those. Uh, well, this is for Southern Africa, I, I think, as opposed to South Africa, but 531 species. But the bird you most want to see, you've told us, is the African pitta. And there's a little, uh, not just because of the bird, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing bird. My life list since then, I actually, I actually realize, you know, the, we always... When we ask these questions, we're like, oh, my well, I need to go back and update the website a bit. My life list right now is on 549. Right. There was a rare bird that showed up last week, um, and it, I planned to go and see it, and it, it went before I could get there. So I'm still on 549, trying to get that mm-hmm. magical one bird to get to the next milestone. <laughs> but my, yeah, my dream bird, like you mentioned, is an African um, pitter. And I, I think that's what's amazing about the world of birding. It's not just about the bird is such there's always many times there's a story connected to that bird and if i go back my my, my birding story started with my, my mother had um a cancer stage she had cancer and mm. you know that's kind of when my birding journey started and I'm, i was born in zimbabwe in a little place called mutari um in the eastern highlands of zimbabwe and this bird is kind of fun in that same that same sort of area and it's just beautiful beautiful bird um the same size as the thrush uh, short tail like mm-hmm. colors all over it and it's just it's just a bird since i've seen it i've had this really had this dream to go up and you know one day go and see it and i think it's i think it's more than that i think i have this really have this dream of going up to zimbabwe and going to a lot of the spots that my my parents used to talk about these mm-hmm. places that they grew up and just go and explore the birds and meet the people because there's, you know, a lot of people I've spoken to, they are really fascinating people. And for me, there's, I'm always fascinated about that connection, not just to go and see um, lots of species about birds, but to to, to learn the stories of people who, who live alongside those birds. And, yeah, that's part of the story why I want to go up and see the pittas. So hopefully not just go and see the, the African pitty, uh, pitta, but also to actually experience the stories of people around there and also just to experience Zimbabwe as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's Adam Cruikshank and it's thebirdinglife.com. You can meet the team and read the blogs, listen to the podcasts, and learn about the birds of South Africa and Southern Africa. It's thebirdinglife.com. Adam, thank you so much. Continued uh, good luck, best wishes with the new podcast, and uh, we'll be connecting with you again, I know, and good luck finding that African pitta. Thank you so much, Ray. I really appreciate your time, eh? Bye-bye. Coming up next here, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to cross a few species off your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. 
If you want to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There's the sound of our mystery bird. It's a pretty small bird, about four inches long. The top of its head is black, its back is gray, and its underparts are reddish. It has a white eyebrow with a black stripe through the eye. Our bird, which breeds across Canada, New England, and much of the American West, and winters over almost all of the U.S., big this year, climbs down tree trunks, usually headfirst, searching for insects, and in the fall and winter feasting on conifer seeds, including those cached earlier in the year. I guess if it's going down the trunk, it would have to go kind of head first. Sometimes it goes the other direction. The prize is the cute chickadee feeder, perfect for today's mystery bird and lots and lots of other small birds coming to your feeder or feeder array. It's from Droll Yankees, makers of the world's best bird feeders. And the important thing here is to call us and tell us what you think that bird is. Get the right answer and win the beautiful Droll Yankees feeder. Or get the not-so-correct answer and maybe still win. If nobody does get that answer, we'll do a drawing and determine our winner. The number is 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. And this reminder, if you're not hearing our show live and would like to do so, so that you could, for example, enter our Mystery Bird Contest... Just go to TalkinBirds.com and you'll see that it's very easy to listen live wherever you are with just some kind of an old internet connection and a device of some sort. That's at TalkinBirds.com. Our live broadcast is on Sunday mornings, 9.30 to 10 Eastern Time. Up next, Mike O'Connor will have a thing or two to say about native plants and why we should have them in our yards. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. It's time again already for New Year's resolutions. Have you resolved to improve your birding skills? Maybe dive deeper into ornithology study? With one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, Beautio Books offers everything from backyard birding books to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all and a whole lot more in one convenient place, beautyobooks.com. That's B-U-T-E-O, beautyobooks.com. My name is Billy Cantwell, and I'm calling from Knoxville, Tennessee. I became a Talking Birds ambassador because I've always loved sharing my passion for birds with others. So this was just a natural progression. Don't miss an episode. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family. Just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Click on Get Involved at the top of the homepage, and then choose the Become an Ambassador option at TalkingBirds.com. Mike O'Connor is at the Birdwatcher's General Store, the famous place there in Orleans, Cape Cod. And he has not only a store, but he also has a yard. I haven't seen it, but I know he has one there. I've heard about it. And uh, he likes to grow native plants in that yard, and it's a really important thing to do. And he's here to tell us why. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Ray. And, 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 and I'm looking at your mystery bird as we speak. No kidding. All right. Coming in the yard. Yeah, they're in the yard today. Yeah, they're... Look, look at them all. It's a good year for those mystery birds. It is. Those and lots of others coming down from up north this year. But we want to do stuff that makes it good for birds to uh, come to our yards, right? 
Right. As the, as the dreaded year 2020 comes to an end, we look to improve things next year. And this is the time of year where a lot of people do New Year's resolutions. And in the past, I've talked about taking a year to find a new bird, going to a new birding location. But this, my new resolution this year, and I hope other people join in, is to pay attention to the, the plantings that we put in our yards. Like, I have a yard like everybody else. I have a business. And if I want to put a plant, I go down like the stop and shop. I grab a plant off the display and I stick it in the ground. And it looks nice. And I think my job is done. Turns out I've done a terrible job. Mm. Most of the plants that we buy at a lot of the nurseries and the big box stores are just plants that attract people and look nice, but they don't do much for birds. Most of the time they're imported from Asia Mm. or other countries. Or Africa, no offense to your friend Adam there, but we have a beautiful plant at the store that everybody likes that that comes from Africa, and there's no bees, no bugs, mm. nothing goes to this plant. I might as well have planted a plastic flower. Wow. It's no benefit whatsoever. And since then, I started to plant native things in mm. the birds, the bees, not the birds and the bees, oh my God, that's a different show, but the, the insects are coming back, and... I, and I just read a, a book about from a gentleman called Douglas Talame, and he said that our yards are particular. Our own property is nature's best chance of coming back because government-controlled mm-hmm. land, they do what they want. But if we take our yards and limit our lawns and put in native things, pay attention to the tags, pay attention to the areas and the geographic location they belong, We'll bring back more birds because I mean we get we all got cardinals, chickadees, and nuthatches, but there's more birds that we don't get because we have lawns and we have introduced shrubbery that really doesn't attract things. And he gives you a whole list of insects that take advantage of native things in the birds that would come if we do that. So my New Year's resolution this year is to when I plan something is to study it first. You know, we all study the box scores of sports or we read movie reviews, like that makes a difference. But we spend so little time looking at things that we plant in our yards that would benefit the birds that we all like. So that's what I'm going to do this year is when I go find a plant that belongs in our yard and I'll study before what birds depend upon it before I plant it. And I'm going to start getting getting rid of the African plants and the Asian plants to introduce species. Make better habitat for birds. All right. And, and tell our folks at the garden center when you go there that you want native plants. And- That's right. Yeah. And I think more people put the pressure on them and, and they'll give you better advice. All right, Mike. Th- thank you so Happy much. Happy New Year, everybody. Ha- coming up. Happy New Year, Mike. And we'll see you next week in the Sounds new. Proving, man. That'll be in the new year, won't it? Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> it better be. It better be a better one. <laughs> it better be. It better be the new year to 2021 <laughs> next week. All right. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome, Mike O'Connor at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. The January-February issue of Bird Watching Magazine includes expert tips for photographing birds in winter a description of tracking technologies and what they're teaching us about bird migration, a review of birdsong apps, and birding hotspots in Texas and Alabama. Plus, ID tips from Ken Kaufman and David Sibley on newsstands now. Our mystery bird contest, we're back to that, presented by Red Start Birding. Red Start Birding is your new resource for birding optics, gear, and expertise. Great birding starts at redstartbirding.com. That's the sound of our mystery bird. A small bird about four inches long. It's in Mike O'Connor's backyard and lots of other backyards all around the country, it seems. 
this year. The top of his head is black, the back is gray, underparts are reddish, it has a white eyebrow with a black stripe through the eye. But what is it? 781-837-4900 is the number. Chris in Norwell, Massachusetts, has an idea about that. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Good morning. Uh, I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? Pretty good. All right. Well, an early Happy New Year to you. And um, what do you think our mystery bird is, Chris? Is it the red-breasted nuthatch? I think it is, as a matter of fact. Yes, the red-breasted nuthatch. Nicely done. And any visiting your yard, Chris, have you seen them? Um, I don't think so. My wife is actually the birder, and I'm calling on her behalf. Oh, I she wanted to keep listening to the show. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a nice technique. I like that. <laughs> All right. Chris, thank you so much. Stay on the line, and we'll get your info and send you that beautiful uh, Droll Yankees feeder. Thank you, Rick. All right. Thanks for calling. Chris in Norwell, Mass., correctly identifying the red-breasted nuthatch. It's our mystery bird, and guess what? We're just about out of time. Well, something new on our website. It's a new blog by our Freya McGregor. You know her from the audio postcard she sends us from her many excursions. And the first installment of her new blog tells the story of how she became a birder, starting in Australia and blossoming here in the U.S. It's Freya's blog. Find it under the Read tab at the top of the homepage on our website. That would be TalkingBirds.com. Next week, we'll welcome a special guest from... Audubon, Alabama, talking about some of the important work that they are doing. Meanwhile, we are out of time. Thanks to our great Talking Birds team. Happy New Year, and we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club, a Rhode Island-based club of passionate birders like you. Become a member and check out the fall edition of our newsletter. Find us on Facebook and at oceanstatebirdclub.org.